My name is Bill Crockett, and welcome to the Biblical Counseling Series entitled, Let's Talk Marriage, a biblical look at marriage and what it involves before we do it. God bless you as you study together. Well, we now enter into a very, very interesting uh, session, and that is the marriage bit. We're going to talk about sex and marriage. Um, At the top of your study sheet, on page 30 of your study guide, um, the question underneath the marriage bit title is this. "What What else is there to know about sex besides the birds and the bees? Well, when it comes to God's direction about sexuality and um, sexual relations and so forth, there's really, uh, it's not really complicated, but there is a lot to learn and, and there's a lot that we need to know and, uh, and understand for, about God's viewpoint concerning sex. A lot of times uh, young couples are afraid to talk about this, and yet, ironically, one of the things that causes the most problem inside of marriage relative to the physical relationship is actually a lack of communication. It's a lack of actually talking about it so that you understand each other's needs. So what we want to do today, this is not an extensive study on sex education, but rather it's just a simple Bible study about what God says about sex and sex inside of marriage. We're going to look at basically two passages of scripture in this lesson. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, and then 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 through 5. Two things we want to look at. Number one, what is God-approved sex? When, When God says it's okay to have sex, what is that? And then number two, God's warnings about sex in marriage. Uh, There are four basic um, facts about sex relative to marriage that we want to talk about. So let's get into these real quick. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. Let me read this. Marriage should be honored by all, by everybody. And the marriage bed kept pure. For God will judge the adulterer and all the sexually immoral. Now those are some pretty strong words from God. And that's why I say that God's view on sex is pretty clear. And he basically says that marriage, the institution of marriage, is supposed to be honored by everybody. It is a serious thing. It is something that is uh, created by God to hold honor and it should be honored and respected by everyone. It's not a joke. It's not a social event. Uh, it's not something you do when you start feeling guilty about having sex outside of marriage. Marriage is a, a um, very important institution that God created, and it is to be honored. Second of all, he says the marriage bed is to be kept pure. Now, by that, what he means is that's God-approved sex. Sex inside a marriage. Um, sex is pure when it's in the marriage bed. Then he, he gives us uh, his viewpoint on how he feels about sex that's not in the marriage bed. He says, 
the Bible says, God will judge the adulterer. Now what is that? Adultery is wrong. Well, what is adultery? Adultery is simply this. Having sexual relations with someone we are not married to while we are married. So if you get married and you were to have sexual relations with someone that you are not married to while you're already married to someone else, that's adultery. But then he says this, he will also judge all of the sexually immoral. Well, what is that? That's the word fornication in the Greek. And it literally means this, having sexual relations of any kind with someone we are not married to while we are not married. In other words, having sexual relations of any kind with anybody when you're not married to them. Uh, and, And you're not married to anybody. So, here's the simple truth. God says that sex is pure inside of marriage. Outside of marriage, it's wrong. And that's basically the simple fact. Now, let's address something here real quick, because I do not know how many people will actually be listening to this, and I don't know your situation. Uh, If you are a couple and you're going through this, um, this counseling series together, uh, about marriage, I, I don't know what your background is. I don't know uh, what you may have been involved in prior. So here are a couple of things that I want to say. Number one, you need to be perfectly honest with each other about your past. Um, if there have been relationships, if there have been situations that were uncomfortable, if there have been situations where um, you were sexually immoral, um, and, and that bothers you. I'm not telling you you need to talk about all the details. But as far as um, a man and a woman, and you're, you're desiring to become husband and wife, you need to be completely honest with each other. And so you need to talk about your past. Um, at least in the sense that you've had sex before or you have not. And you don't want skeletons coming out of your closet later on that can ruin your marriage. So first of all, those are some things that you two together need to talk about. And in the personal application section of this lesson, you'll see that I said, be honest with each other about your sexual fears and issues. What fears or issues do you have about sexual duty marriage? What past experiences do you think may create problems in the sexuality in your marriage? Why? What can you do to prevent these problems from occurring? There may have been abuse uh, in one of your past. And if, if for example, when a, a woman has been sexually abused uh, when she was younger, um, that may make the physical relationship in marriage difficult. So you need to talk about that. You don't want to wait till you're married and then on your honeymoon there be issues. So you need to talk about that. Not that that's a problem. None of this is a problem because if God brings you together and God makes makes you a husband and wife, then God forgives and cleanses the past. That's all over with. You're starting fresh. You're starting new. And the moment that you crawl into that bed as husband and wife, it all becomes pure and clean and honoring to God. And, and you can enjoy that. But you don't want anything to keep you from being able to enjoy that. So you need to talk about that. So, God approves sex is sex inside of marriage. Now, second of all, God's warnings about sex and marriage. There are some things in 1 Corinthians chapter 7 that God teaches us 
um, as Paul writes to the Corinthian church. Now, if you know anything about the Bible, you know that the church at Corinth wasn't exactly the model church. They had all kinds of problems, and some of their problems were sexual, and they were doing things that they shouldn't be doing. And so Paul, in 1 Corinthians, this is a letter he wrote to them, he had to address some of these things. One of those things was immorality, uh, sex outside of marriage. So I want you to look at 1 Corinthians 7, beginning in verse 1, and let's read what Paul tells them, because he gives us some great principles for the physical relationship in marriage. Verse 1, Now for the matters you wrote about, evidently there were some folks in Corinth that had written to Paul asking questions about this. Are these things okay? Now, for the matters you wrote about, it is good for a man not to marry. Now, we don't have time to go into this, but basically what he's talking about is marriage brings responsibilities, and we've talked about that. And that takes away from time that you could devote to serving the Lord. And that's why, that's what Paul's talking about. Not that marriage is bad. Marriage is a good thing. Remember in Genesis, God said it's not good for man to be alone. I'm going to make him a helper. So marriage is a good thing. Paul's not saying that it's bad to get married. And he, he actually addresses that later on in the chapter. We won't have time to look at it, but, but he does. But he says it's, it's good for a man not to marry. But, verse 2, since there is so much immorality, you know, just a little sidelight. Bible times was no different than it is today. There was all kinds of immorality going on back then, just like there is today. But since there is so much immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Now, what this is doing is, it's teaching us that marriage provides a pure way of satisfying the sexual desires and it prevents immorality. Because inside of marriage, sex is pure. He also says, the husband, verse 3, should fulfill his marital duty to his wife. That marital duty is to help satisfy her physical needs, sex. And likewise, the wife to her husband. So what does that mean? That means that there is a duty, there is a responsibility of the husband and the wife to meet each other's needs physically. That's what Paul is saying. Verse 4. The wife's body does not belong to her alone, but also to her husband. In the same way, the husband's body does not belong to him alone, but also to his wife. Do not deprive each other except by mutual consent and for a time, so that you may devote yourselves to prayer. Then come together again, so that Satan will not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Now what is he saying? Four basic things that God warns us about when he talks about marriage here. Number one, marriage helps prevent immorality because the marriage bed is pure. Number two, marriage requires unselfishness. The sexual part of marriage requires unselfishness. The husband's body is not his, it belongs to his wife. The wife not hers, it belongs to the husband. What's that talking about? Let me just put it in, in, in blunt terms. When you are involved in the physical relationship in marriage and sexual relationship in marriage, your responsibility is to satisfy the needs of your spouse, not just to satisfy your own needs, because that's selfish. So you need to work on that. And by the way, that's why you need to communicate. Ladies, you need to tell your husband 
what pleases you, what meets your need physically. And guys, you need to tell her what meets your need physically. You need to communicate. Also, you don't abuse each other. Never should you do anything that is physically harming to each other, that is um, in any way unsanitary. Um, you know, you, you treat their body like your own. Now, somebody says, but what about different types of satisfaction in the marriage relationship? That's between you and God. Your bodies belong to each other, and, and the marriage bed is pure as long as it is done holy and right and not in any way to hurt or damage your partner. So, marriage prevents immorality. Sex in marriage prevents immorality. Sex in marriage requires unselfishness. Sex in marriage is a marital duty. It is your responsibility to help take care of your spouse. And then number four, it should not be neglected. And that's what he says in that last verse that we read, verse number five. You, you can abstain from physical relationship with mutual consent for a little bit of time if there's a purpose for that, like to pray or fast or something. But then you, he, Paul says you must come back together. You must meet each other's physical needs so that Satan does not have an inroad to tempt you because of your lack of self-control. One of the hardest physical desires to control is the sexual drive of a human being. And so that's why you have a husband and that's why you have a wife, so that you learn to love and satisfy and take care of each other so that you're never tempted to go out and find that satisfaction somewhere else. The two things that destroy more marriages than anything else are sex and money. So make sure that you communicate with each other, that you talk about this together, that you go through the personal application and the private meditation sections, you talk about these verses, and you make sure that you love each other and understand your needs, and together you agree that we are going to remain pure and holy until that marriage bed, and once we get to that marriage bed, then we take care of each other and we enjoy the wonderful pleasures of the physical relationship that God intended us to enjoy when we are husband and wife. God bless you. This is a great part of marriage as long as we do it God's way. Thanks for listening to this session of Let's Talk Marriage. For a copy of our study booklet or more information on the entire series, visit our website at www.fycp.org. And may God continue to bless you and your relationship. Have a great week.